Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Podcast, the movie podcast where, just like twins, we explore the good ones, the bad ones, and those ugly ones that can only be called the deformed triplet. Hey guys, I'm Mark. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And uh, this time we are looking at Kelly's picks, which are evil twin movies. Kelly, why don't you let us know why you picked it and what your thoughts were? So I am extremely fascinated by the idea of the evil twin movie. I mean, it's a pretty, it's well-traveled territory, certainly. Um, It's not anything new. There are so, so many evil twin movies. It really lends itself more to the B-movie genre, Um, but I tried to you know, sift through them and see if I could find good examples of you know, good, bad, and ugly. But um, something I want to specify is for this, there are a lot of um, evil twin movies where they're clones or robots or like, you know, time traveling is involved. And so for this one, I wanted it to be uh, biological twins. So not, you know, clones of the same, like not doppelgangers, not anything like that. Biological twins, one is good, one is evil. So I love it. <laughs> So the picks, I guess, um, the picks this time were Twins of Evil from 1971, Sisters from 1972, and let me see. You forgot the name of the movie? I, well, I, I just... It is It is pretty forgettable. I, I, the Bad Twin, that's what it was. I had my, I was looking, staring too hard at this page. Okay, yes, The Bad Twin from 2016, starring Haley Duff, sister of Hillary. Can I just say um, that I just uh, the basically this was a weird genre for me. I'm not sure. I I don't know. It was very weird, especially coming from you, Kelly. I wasn't. I, I don't know. I just kind of was confused by it a little bit. And <laughs> okay. it's one of those genres where I don't know what your picks are going to be because I didn't really like any of the movies. Oh, really? Because <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was, it was very obvious what her good bad and ugly is um really okay okay because i mean if i had to guess i would i I would think that i could pick them but parse it out yeah but i i I don't know i mean it's based on my my own things i I don't know but i actually i'm betting the one i like the most is not going to be your good pick so i don't know interesting okay so what do you guys what what do you what do each of you think are my picks or which ones are which do you think I think Twins of Evil is your ugly pick. I think the bad twin is your bad pick, and uh, Sisters is the ugly. Uh, sorry, Sisters is good. Okay, um, Charles. <laughs> oh, don't tell me it's different. Come no, on. No, no, no. I, I think, <laughs> I think Sisters is going to be your good. Like Mark said, I think I, pretty much I agree with what he said. If we had to, if I had to guess what your picks were, um. And the only reason I say that, I would not have guessed Sisters as the good movie, um, but I saw that when I rented it, it was a Criterion disc, um, so I was like, well, if Criterion's doing it, it must be considered a good movie, so that's my only thing on that one. It was, however, <laughs> not my favorite of this list, so. You like okay. Twins of Evil better, I can already tell. I, I've said too much, I just, <laughs> so... Um, this is going to be another die, die, my darling, isn't it? It might be. It might be. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so uh, what's the first one chronologically that we're going to start with? Twins of Evil. Twins of Evil. So, let me get the, let me get the trailer all queued up here. Um, 
and we will watch this magnificent trailer real quick. Oh God, have mercy on this poor, unfortunate creature. In old Gothic Europe, they had two burning passions, witch hunting and devil worship. Practice the black arts, they worship the devil, they're all slaves to Count Karnstein, and he is their evil master. Do you know what I want more than anything else? To meet Count Karnstein. <gasps> they look alike. They dress alike. Two identical beauties. But one of them has the very devil in her. For you, all pleasures should be supreme. These are the men they call the Brotherhood. Seek out the devil worshippers by burning them! And this is the sister who is about to enter the devilhood. Look, what do you see? <gasps> we are the undead. Immortal. The devil has sent me. Twins of evil. You will be Maria now, unsuspected, good and kind. Think of the havoc you can cause. I thought it was your sister that I loved, but now. No. Maria. Twins of evil. Got it. Got to be your ugly. Am I right, Kelly? Am I right? Uh, you are not. I'm sorry. To oh, gonna, no. Is it going to be your bad? Is it going to be your bad? This is my bad pick. No! Dang it. Yes. I actually had a feeling that might be the case. No. But I was like, no, I just can't. Oh. You would rather watch The Bad Twin. Oh, man. I would. All right. I would. And well, here's why. So, okay, Twins of Evil... I feel like I've I feel like I've said this a lot recently about good or bad versus ugly things. But it, before I had watched this one, I heard about it and I read about it on a lot of um, lists online, uh, <laughs> ranking like top evil to win movies and everything. And so I saw this and I watched the trailer and I was like, oh man, this is going to be amazing. This is definitely going to be ugly. But then I watched it and it just it. <laughs> I don't know. It has all the, the raw ingredients to be hilariously bad. It has identical twins who dress in identical outfits, a vampire, uh, a Playboy centerfold trying to bust into the acting world. But um, Wait, the it, twins? Or which one are the Playboy centerfolds? Uh, I forget which one it is. Or maybe they both are. I don't know. But I, I did not know is, that. They're, they're... Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I did yep. not either know that. <laughs> well no i just I, did you really know it mark no i didn't i, I was i, I didn't did know. wonder why they were making them so scantily clad like 
Yep, yeah, that is it, why. The if I had a one word review for this movie, it would be buxom because like yes. Just, now it was funny listening to your your description of why it's it's bad for you. I'm thinking as like a man watching this, I probably <laughs> liked it for reasons. Like, the decapitation scene at the end was awesome, and, like, I, you know, this would be, the 13-year-old Mark would, like, this would be the movie he would want to watch because of just everything, vampires, and... Well, and... the 34-year-old Charles really liked it, actually. <laughs> this would have been the one I would have picked as the good one. Um, that, that first of all, I'm, all right I'm a sucker for Hammer films anyway. I'll back up. I had not heard of any of these movies, so when I... Going off the titles alone, I was like, oh, these are going to be terrible. And then um, when I heard it was Hammer Film and when I heard Peter Cushing starred in it, I was really excited. And I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Now, I'm not going to say it was a great film. It was cheesy and hammy, but (laughs) by far it was the most entertaining one. And I actually thought Peter Cushing was amazing in it. Um, Now, I'm sorry, did we do a, a synopsis? Nope. Oh, no, Let's go I back and do a synopsis it. real quick so we don't forget that. I've got one here. Uh, so... A religious Her... sect led by Gustav Weil hunts all women suspected of witchcraft, killing a number of innocent victims. Young Katie, Gustav's niece, will involve herself in a devilish cult and become an instrument of justice in the region. It's <laughs> a the... horrible description. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Let's try another. Okay. In 19th century Middle Europe, orphaned teenage twins Maria and Frida go to live with their uncle Gustav Weil, who heads the Brotherhood, a vigilante group trying to stamp out vampirism. But their methods are random and misplaced, and the only result is a terrorized populace. The real threat lies with Count Karnstein, and although the twins seem outwardly to be identical, Frida finds herself much more drawn than her sister to the Count's castle, dominating the skyline. That's a little better. Also, on that IMDb description, her name isn't Katie. Like, neither of them's name is Katie. I don't know where Katie is coming from on that. Huh. Did you, did you notice that? I was just reading that yeah. just now as you were it's speaking. Maria and Frida. <laughs> That's weird. Way to go, Way yeah. to go IMDb. Good job. Artemis9 um, on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. This, this just, it had so much. I think more than anything else, I was expecting... To be more entertained by it than I was. If I hadn't have had that, if I wouldn't have had those high hopes for it, I guess going in, then maybe it would have been more ugly to me. But this was such a letdown for me, so I just had to had to put it as bad. I could see that. Which uh, which parts didn't you like? Out of curiosity, what made you not like it? Ah, uh, I just I the the deli- the dialogue I thought was ridiculous, and the delivery was wooden like. The, the twins, the acting of the twins. I mean, no, nobody in this movie was... Except Peter, I agree with what you said about Peter Cushing, actually. He he was... Um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Amazing. <laughs> sure. Riveting. Sure. Charismatic. He, he, was, he was riveting and charismatic. Yes, I'll give you this. I but, will say, but everybody else was... I don't know. I was going to say, I will say about that character that I liked that they built um, some empathy for him in the audience. Because I, I came to feel for him as this guy who thought he was doing right in God's will and stamping out this sinful evil in the town. And it ends up that... Uh, 
you know, you, you kind of are drawn to him and he realizes he's, he's been cruel to everybody and there is the good niece that he that he wanted to kill and the his <laughs> wife stops him and you kind of start to feel for him throughout the movie because at first he's just this villainous guy who's just, you know, killing all witches. Uh, but it kind of confused the storyline because at the beginning, that's what they were trying to, you know, they were like, kill the witches, all these women are... And then there were a lot of witches. Like, he was right to be killing some of them because there were really vampires. Like, this was a huge threat to the community. Well, that's, that's the thing. It's yeah, kind of... You're kind of rooting... At first, it didn't seem like there was a clear-cut good guy, bad guy. Right. Because to start off the movie with him, you know, burning someone alive... And the burning effect was really cheesy. Yeah. It was like, clearly get... they're not burning. It's way far in front of them. Okay, <laughs> fine. But that... That so that was kind of weird, but you kind of hate his guts, and he's still kind of wrong. He is still killing potentially innocent people just based mm-hmm. on pure speculation. It's not unlike the Crucible, um, in that regard. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of weird, but I do agree with you, Mark, that it's great that his character did kind of evolve, but I don't know that it was a justified evolution, so to speak. Right. Um, but his character by far was the most interesting in the movie. I also, um, I like the, the count, um, mostly because oh, he reminded me of Jimmy Fallon. I was just going to say Like, that. I kept me thinking too. it was oh, Jimmy Fallon that. in a bad skit. I can see that. <laughs> and yeah. it was cracking me up. Um, but I don't know that I understand the plot fully. Um, so these, the count and all of his, like, family, they've been vampires forever and they're devil worshippers. And is that right? Yeah, sure. So when he when they sacrifice that person at the beginning and the lady comes back that's been dead, right? And he sleeps with her. Remember mm-hmm. that that scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that the key to like like so when they bite you as a vampire and then sleep with you? Is that what changes you? Because you know a lot of people got bitten, but they didn't change into vampires. Yeah, I was a bit murky on that as well. I'm not. Not too sure. I don't think they put a lot of time into making sure that was consistent. And it definitely seemed like devils, uh, the devil and vampires got con- convoluted, <laughs> to say the least. Mm-hmm. Like, is it the same? Are we the worst of the devil? Or are they looking at vampires? And is this just a bad Dracula knockoff? Yeah, but did you see the low-cut dresses? I, I, did, <laughs> I did see the I low-cut dresses. I think that's really more what they were like. What are you? <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, they, what I, do you want, Charles? They, they well, did. I mean, because pretty much... The twins were always in low-cut dresses, like ridiculously yeah. low-cut. I like that Joachim, that was, uh, you know, the black guy who couldn't speak. You know, they kind of... Oh, that was, scene was terrible. It was almost like Odd Job in the Bond franchise where you have this, you yes. know, this other ethnicity that isn't even... You know, it was kind of dehumanized from the not being able to speak and it was the only... That scene where he was uh, he was almost doing, like, charades to tell his boss. Yeah, that was painful. That was really bad. That was one of the worst scenes in the yeah. movie. Um, it just was I mean because but somehow his boss was able to get all the information out oh they have an axe oh they have spears like (laughs) kind of like Chaka in Land of the Lost yeah yeah. oh no somehow they just translate no no can we talk about that movie for about five or ten minutes yeah we should we should um gosh um yeah so okay so Kelly what do you uh, we've got to hog this conversation. What do you What do you think about it overall? I mean, any no, anything I mean, stuck that, out? Uh, no, I think I've I've put in my piece about it. I I just think I wanted it to be so much funnier and so much like I I did see the Jimmy Fallon thing too. And once you see it, you can't really unsee it. 
Um, we should it, send it, in a picture of it to him because you know you know that as a show where people send him things that look like him and he'll dress funny. up. It would be hilarious if he if he dressed up as the count. Yeah, we should do that. I yes. really I really think we should. Let's do it. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if he had seen this movie. I mean, this feels like the kind of. Um, I don't know. It feels like something you'd see at a drive-in or like a midnight movie or something. Yeah, and, and for that, like I that actually kind of enjoyed it. I really did. Like, mm-hmm. that's the... By far, this is the most enjoyable movie, so... To me. Interesting. So, and like Which... I said, I'm a sucker for a good Hammer film anyway. Yeah, I, I like Hammer films, too. Um, I guess this one just didn't quite make the grade for me, but... Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys want to move on to talking about our next pick? Absolutely. Conjoined twins called Siamese challenge life at their first breath. Some twins have been separated and lead normal lives. Others never can. Sisters. They were once one in body and perhaps one in mind. Danielle and Dominique. One loving, one hating, one innocent. The other... Where does Danielle end and Dominique begin? Rated R. I okay. Is this your good pick, Kelly? It is. Yes. I really liked this movie, and the yes. more I think about it, and the more I sleep and dream, and my subconscious has time to process all of the images of this movie, the more I like it, and the more it it taps into something at the stem of my brain. So I don't know. Why is this your good pick? Uh, that's awesome. First of all, um, yeah, I actually had a similar experience with it because. Um, so as I, I started watching it and initially I wasn't really sure what to make of it because Margot Kidder has, her accent is a little distracting to me, or it was in like the first few scenes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, 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 for that, for but... the record, I actually thought that was like a con she was doing to the guy. I was like, okay, she's faking being French for whatever <laughs> reason. No, it's supposed to be her real accent. This is a real thing for her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and so there, so there's that. And then the, like. The opening scene with the Peeping Tom show was kind of bizarre. It was like just a very strange way to throw us into it. Um, But I really liked how much um, the movie just seemed to be kind of a love letter to Hitchcock. I mean, there were scenes just referencing, I don't know how to say what I I think about this. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like the rope and rear window were all over the place in this movie. Um, you know, references to both of those and probably a few others that I didn't even pick up on. But um, yeah, so I really thought that was kind of cool. And once I once I got past the accent with Margot Kidder, like I think she acted really well. Um, and as you say, Mark, it just it like after I after the credits stopped rolling and it I sat with it for a while. Like the more and more I liked it. So um, I think it's an interesting movie, and it's really different than any other evil twin movie that i've seen at this point um because if they don't so so many times they focus on the hijinks of like oh we look we look the same you can't tell us apart which one of us is doing something you know and all that like cliche twin uh hocus pocus type stuff so i i liked that this was a different take 
on that. And it was, you know, scary at parts. It was a pretty good psychological thriller. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that overall, that's what I liked the most about it. it just how different it was from everything else. It, it tried to be, you know, it referenced a lot of Hitchcock stuff, but as far as being in the evil twin genre, it was pretty unique, I felt. Yeah. Got anything to say, Mark? Yeah, I like some of the directorial choices. You had, like, the split screen where you see two uh, two scenes of action happening at the same time, kind of reminiscent of uh, the modern-day, like, Michel Gondry, who does who did a lot of music videos for the White Stripes. He directed the Green Hornet movie, and he did a lot of that as well. So I like that as they're cleaning up the, the murder scene, you see the reporter calling the police and getting the police, and you're like, oh, what, where are these timelines going to intersect, and are they going to clean it up in time? And uh, It's a little gimmicky, but I think it really works here, and, and you don't see it a lot still. But uh, yeah. I, you, you mentioned the opening. I liked the opening because it was so unique, and it was a reality show kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And so just starting with that kind of gets you in the mindset of what's real, what's not real. And at the end of the movie, you have this reporter and, and she's shot in scenes where it's like she's the other twin because she's seeing things through their through her point of view. But it ends up she mm-hmm. wasn't really the other twin because obviously they're not identical. So I don't know. I just I really liked it. But I'm looking at Charles now and I'm wondering why he didn't. Well, OK, so a lot of the things you're talking about, I, I actually really enjoy the um, I love the split screen in this movie. I love I'm a sucker for split screen anyway. And I like Brian De Palma, the director. Um he's kind of known for inventive camera styles. I mean, he did some, especially in Carrie. Um, and, uh, he's known for doing a lot of like long takes. He loves long takes. So yeah, I, I actually really like the split screen stuff. And not only that, but I liked how they were kind of messing with the audience in the sense that something would happen on one side that would kind of tie in the other sound design wise. Like, you know, when things would close on one side, it would be a sound that tied into the other side. That was really cool and inventive. Um, and so there are aspects I really like about it. And it's one of those movies I actually feel like is deeper than it initially appears to be. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that, that opening bit is some sort of social commentary, but I'm not sure what it was because it wasn't super clear. Um, I don't think it was just meant to be a weird, shocking thing. I definitely think there was a purpose for opening the movie like that. Um, especially with someone like Brian DeVolm behind it, but I'm not sure what the metaphor was. So that would maybe necessitate me to watch it again and kind of figure that out. Um, but, uh, I mean, I did like it. It just was not, I liked Twins of Evil a whole heck of a lot more. It's much more entertaining. And I don't really like the aspects you're describing, Mark. I don't like the fact that it was kind of confusing and murky as far as who was what. And I also don't like the whole kind of junk science aspect of it where it's like, oh, she's still a part of her and all this. I just, I don't know. That kind of, that doctor, uh, kind of at the end, just I did not like his discussion and how he's also kind of the king of exposition in the kind of weird, psycho, trippy way. But that's just me. It's funny to me that you're not okay with that stuff, but you're okay with everything in Twins of Evil. (laughs) Well, I think Twins of Evil was trying to be more entertaining. Uh I feel like this movie was trying to be deeper, but yeah. so, like I said, it's probably deeper on some levels, but I think it's not as deep as it thinks it is on other levels. So that's kind of my thing on it. I definitely didn't find it as entertaining. Well, I don't think it was, that's kind of like comparing apples and oranges though. Like 
of course you're going to be more entertained by the Hammer film because that's the complete point of it. I, I, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and, that, and that's fair, I, and that's the thing. It's fair. I mean, I, it's one of those movies like I said I probably have to watch again. And I, like I said, I see that it's a classic. Um, good reviews and Criterion picks really quality films to put out. So, um, I'll probably revisit it. But the ending confused me. Me so, too. That's so, part of it. Well, like all of these, they kind of brainwashed the reporter who is kind of hunting down this this whole storyline of the twins and this doctor who kind of is keeping. Uh, the one who survived as this kind of a slave, but uh, there was a there was a PI, a private investigator, that the reporter hired to work with her, and he was was going after the body of this black man they killed. And I like that it was like there's a lot of racial and sexual chargedness of this movie. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, because the like the only black man in the film is the one who gets killed, and and mm-hmm. uh, and that scene at the beginning when. Uh, when they're making out and he's, he's moving his hand up her leg and the, and the camera kind of zooms in and you're like, what are they going to show us? And then they show us the scar of the, you know, from the separation. But, uh, uh, but at the end, the PI guy is, is like on a, on a telephone pole, like watching where the body is to see who picks it up. Yeah. I'm like, well, I assumed he was dead. Like I assumed that, that the last scene was going to be that the investigator had like been killed by somebody and that, they would never find out what happened, but he's just sitting there watching the body. Like, well, eventually he's going to find out and come back to find the reporter and tell her what happened, you know? And, well, the other, thing is too, up. the other thing is too, um, since you're mentioning the charge, like sexuality and all that, like um, it seemed kind of odd to me how they were so dismissive of this reporter woman. Who's right. Like the police talked down to her. Um, the PI talked down to her. Nobody believed her. Nobody wanted to work with her. She, even her mom now, and I'm sure that was intentional. And again, it's one of those things. Are they, is it, does it mean something like, were they trying to say that women are dismissed in society in such a way? I'm not sure, but you tie that in with that opening scene, the peeping Tom and you know, the vulnerable woman who was blind. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like, again, that's one of those things. I definitely feel like there's something more to that by having the men be kind of these bumbling characters that are stubborn, but that they have more power and they're able to just dismiss uh, at hand any woman. So I don't know. That's just one of the things I'd say kind of taken away from it. I think, I don't know. I think that definitely came across to me. I mean, I think it's, uh, the women characters were very easily dismissed. And I think part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you know? Are... You're just a woman. <laughs> no, just kidding. JK, Mark. y'all. 2017, um, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sorry, but but I, I guess a part of part of her whole kerfuffle with the um, the police up front was that she had um, had she had written some bad press about police brutality yeah. and incompetence yeah, right. and stuff, and so that was another commentary I thought was being made. Like, you know, she's this crusader; she's cruising for justice, and so initially it works against her because they don't trust her because they think she's just you know, out to make them look stupid or whatever. But then she ends up being right. They end up apologizing, but then she doesn't remember. I, I don't know. I just, that I, th- I thought it was kind of cool ha- or not. Well, man, I, th- this is what I'm really struggling to find words for is there's so many things I like feelings that I get from this movie that I just don't know quite how to pin down. Well, and there's a, I was also going to say um, that that first scene with the police when, you know, 
the the detective was kind of talking down to her, and they finally allowed her to go up there. That scene was actually kind of ridiculous when she was in the house snooping around. I'm like, is this really how our justice system works? Like, we could just go into some apartment and just look around and take things, and I don't know. I feel like that stretched credibility, um, even if it was very reminiscent of Hitchcock, like you said, having the blood stain on the back of the couch and all that stuff. Um, I definitely the tension and all that was you know ramped up in that scene but it was so ridiculous like really someone's just gonna come in somebody's house and accuse them of murder and i don't know it's too far-fetched for me yeah well if she if she saw if she was witnessing it i guess that would give her more of a right so to speak with, with no proof who knows well yeah true have you seen uh have either of you guys seen rope yes i love rope no. Rope was awesome yeah, I I know. I thought that was kind of that just reminded me of it so much where she's sitting on the couch all the, the entire time and they're they're walking around her and trying to find the body and she's it's like right in front of their nose the yeah, entire Yeah, yeah, no. Rope is I think one of Hitchcock's underrated films. Like I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of that movie when they picture him, so um but yeah, and the other cool thing about Rope was that it was so ahead of its time. I mean with the cuz it's a movie from the 40s. And it's dealing with murder, obviously, and long, super long takes. The whole movie is designed to look like one long shot and also like dealing with homosexuality to an extent. But um, but yeah, no, I definitely saw the inspiration. I, I thought of that, too, Kelly, when whenever it was happening. So and the rear window aspect, obviously, that yeah, that was definitely this is kind of De Palma's homage to Hitchcock in a way. But but yeah. I, it's it's funny. It kind of it brings up the question of where's the line between homage and ripping something off? Because like reading about it online, a bunch of people are like, "Well, this is just ripping off Hitchcock." But I just didn't read it that way. Like I definitely read it like you're saying as an homage. But I just wonder. I don't know. Depends it, on it's if it's kinda... if it's good or not, right? Like the, Yeah, I get yeah. It's like uh, it's like Tarantino movies. I mean, those are all homages to genres, and nobody really says he's ripping them off. So there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. It's a Beatles I, I song, think, isn't it? Yeah. I know. I think it's a Shakespeare quote, but, uh, <laughs> that reminds me of how the, we met Mark. The Beatles I, ripped off. Did I, did I tell you that? It reminds me of how you and I met. How did we meet? Yeah. I don't even remember. You don't remember this one? No. It was at the Paul McCartney. Uh, it was like a cancer benefit. Yeah. Concert he yeah, did. yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even show up. No, he didn't. Ringo Starr actually it, showed up and yeah, it's like, we, yeah, we were both we were both one of the the angry we we kind of almost started a mob, but it wasn't a real mob. Well, but... yeah, because we dressed up like the the girls from the nineteen sixties that cheered for him, and and anyway, that's a whole that's a whole we, side thing. Because it's our thing. We like we go down the hall. We're like, ee! yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, it's, like yeah, it's and... like I just I can't get excited and then for he Paul didn't McCartney. Show up, so. Yeah, I mean, but... I like Ringo Starr, but he's no replacement for Sir Paul McCartney. He is knighted, right? Yeah, if he's not, he should be. No, but. Uh, but so is Ringo Starr, which is which just ticks me off. But uh, yeah. anyway, okay. what I was going to say was that there's a lot going on in this movie, as I think we've explored. So I think I feel like we should like just all go watch it again, and then write an analysis of it, compare perhaps, notes, perhaps. read some Freud, see what he would have said about it, and yeah. decide whether it's good or not. I also uh, <laughs> uh, I hate the fact that we just besmirched Paul McCartney. He did not. <laughs> Just for the record, he did not not show up for a cancer benefit. That would have been 
Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't say that about the man because I love Paul McCartney. <laughs> so that's not really how we met. No, it is. He just he showed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Should we go to the Bat Twins? Yes, we should. Uh, can we just not? Can Let's we not please say just we did. Not... I can't. I honestly was. I was one hundred percent sure that I was right about your picks, Kelly. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how you defend yourself on this one. <laughs> All right, are you ready? We're gonna, we're gonna show the trailer then. Yeah. So you're ready. Yeah, ready. Hey guys. Oh, actually, I should say, I couldn't find the trailer, so I just downloaded a scene from it. We're gonna watch oh. a scene from <laughs> the Pat Twin. Here we go. It's so bad. There's not even a trailer. I could not find one. So here's a scene from the beach. <laughs> okay. I'll have the regular pizzas. Exactly what we thought. One full body deluxe. Your regular. <laughs> I hope that pit they're digging doesn't become a grave. <laughs> Spoiler, it does. And it was no surprise. <laughs> I feel like I have to do a picture in picture um, of the of this going on. Let's see what we got here. Oh my gosh! No, let's do flat. Dashboard. The scene, <laughs> the scene that foreshadows this one, that that girl that they're burying. She's like, I just love doing this. It makes me feel so warm and squishy. <laughs> <coughs> Oh yeah, and if you've ever been, if you've ever been buried in sand, you know how easy it is to get out. <laughs> this is not a thing. Like, maybe if they had buried her like completely vertically. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I, you know, this is kind of weird because we're showing a clip and we haven't said the synopsis. Let's go ahead. Someone read the synopsis while this clip's playing. Kelly, you got, do you have uh, one pulled up? Yeah, I, I got it here. Um, <laughs> She's barely buried in that sand, Charles. She's barely buried. <laughs> okay, the bad twin. Jen Burgess is attacked by her sinister sister, Cassie, which results in Cassie being in, put into psychiatric treatment while her twin daughters are sent to live with Jen. But do they have other plans? Heck yeah, they do. Oh, this scene is still going, Kelly. <laughs> oh, here comes the water. The tide is coming in. Oh, she can't get out. Can't get out. <laughs> so it, it, um, it took me about a third of the movie to realize that the twins were played by one actress. And then it made a lot of sense. I must say, I actually thought the effect was really good. The effect's good. The acting is horrible. No, I agree, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the effect was really good. Um, my wife actually watched this with me, and she thought the effect was bad. She's like, like, one of the early scenes, she was like, that looks weird. Is that, is that are they the same actress? And I was like, I don't know, actually. And I had to look it up. It's actually, uh, I think, Casper Van Dien's daughter, the guy that was in Starship Troopers. Oh, okay. The main... Yeah, the main guy. Agonist. It's still going, Kelly. She can't hear you. <laughs> she can't hear you. In sand, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Please. 
man. This is this is painful. <laughs> um, this is a good representation of practically the entire movie. <laughs> well, but it's not because <laughs> this is like the only thing that happens in the entire movie. Like, I can't believe you're not saying this is your bad pick, Kelly. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I, there are tears in my eyes right now from laughing, and that is why. Yeah. That is why it's not my This is a movie thing. you would rewatch. Yeah, like under the right circumstances. I'm not saying it's my new fave or anything, but I just, it cracks me up. Uh, the, just the sheer cartoonery of how, like, Machiavelli and the crazy sister and the evil twin are, I mean... Yeah, it's just so over the top. But and... but the the only really horrible thing they do is kill this girl. Everything else is like they put a little glass on a couch and she like hurts her hand. And I guess she put she they put something in her food. What was it? The drink or something that gives her a rash or? <laughs> yeah, it was. Po- it was like give her chemical burns. Yeah, and... chemical well, they, burn. They tried to kill her with the mushrooms. No, they tried to kill the 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 guy, her fiance or her boyfriend. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Which, by the so. way, that what did you feel as I did that potentially that guy was not interested in women? It just seemed like very bizarre chemistry to me between the two of them. <laughs> well, it was a lifetime movie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh yeah, did we say that already? This is a lifetime movie. I don't... <laughs> and I did not know that when I first watched it. I didn't realize it was a lifetime movie till after I had already watched it. How did you hear about came... this? How? I, j- I just came across. So, well, okay. So I came across it on Daily Motion and was like, "What is this?" And when I was doing my uh, <laughs> when I was doing my research about like finding lists and sorting through all the options and figuring out which ones I wanted to watch. Um, yeah, I, I remembered that I had seen that, and I when I read about it, so I was like, okay, I guess it's time to actually watch it. And oh, baby, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's a movie that is so ridiculous that you must see it to believe it. If you're if you're listening to this out there, I think I would love it if you would watch this movie and let me know that you also agree because I feel like. So what I, I I can't believe none of you guys, neither of you guys, <laughs> thought this was as hilarious as I did. Because it's it's just bad, and and as far as is it, it's Haley Duff, right? Hillary Duff's sister. Yeah. Yeah, from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, it's just it it just this is okay. So when I was watching this movie, I kept thinking there was going to be some twist, like the whole movie. I was like. I was like, oh, I bet it's going to be the friend that's the, you know, something with the twins or, you know, that the, the twins themselves aren't going to be bad. It's going to be just made to look like they are and it's going to be the boyfriend's. Gonna be the... No, this movie is straight up true to its title. The bad twin. There's a bad twin and they tell you right <laughs> off the bat and that's all it does. There is no hidden thing. Nobody evolves. The the sister uh, you know the the mother sister she's insane and she doesn't try to change and uh there's a ridiculous metaphor with bees um and on top Wait, of that what, what which, was the metaphor i don't know they're angry um but there's a <laughs> there's the scene at the end with uh i think it more foreshadowed the scene at the end which is to say that they unleash bees in this 
Car. Oh yeah, she said something about how she said something about how one can't kill you, but if you get a whole swarm. But that wasn't the thing in the movie. Like, well, I'm sure it was supposed to be a metaphor. I, it's another. I didn't really understand it, but it's like they centered on it so much. Yeah. And, but really, it was just foreshadowing the end scene. Which, if you any of you have seen um, the Wicker Man, the remake uh, with Nicolas Cage, there's a there's a scene of him with bees. And Nicolas Cage is, like, screaming, not the bees, not the bees! <laughs> it reminded me so much of that scene, which that movie's <laughs> awful. So, yeah, this is this is just a bad movie, Kelly. It is. It is oh, it is. But uh, I don't know. It To me, it has that secret sauce. I mean, the the entire, Gail, her whole character, everything that happens to her, everything she says, I just... I just can't stop laughing. I mean, well, like, like you say, Mark, like, why could she not have just lifted herself out of? <laughs> How heavy can it really be? Oh, oh man. I don't know. Is there, like, is there anything else yeah. we want to say here? Is that pretty? Much well, I for me, it was like this exercise of what is the difference? What makes a lifetime movie a lifetime movie? I was actually wondering that, and I think one of the things is the completely flat characters. None of these characters changes, like like you said, um, in any way, shape, or form. The the adopted mother character Duff uh, is like over the top good and giving. The bad sister's bad the whole time. The bad the good sister's good and saves the day, and the the mother is crazy until the end. So it's just like I don't know. I don't I don't know what the point of a lifetime movie is. What are they trying to do to the audience? Just give them this emotional payoff of look how bad this person is. Look how crazy they are. And well, and I I gotta say. I was trying to go in the movie with an open mind. I really was. Because as soon as I found out it was a Lifetime movie, I naturally inclination is like, uh, facepalm. But, <laughs> but I, so I was trying to watch it, but it just it was really bad. <laughs> like, I, I can't. I can't. I just can't. I, I don't know. I remember uh, the family guy did a thing one time, and they did, like, a Lifetime commercial. And it was like, Lifetime, television for idiots. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> It's, wow. yeah. I think Charles just called you an idiot, Kelly. That is hard. I mean, I'm not saying I like it. What kind well, of no, and you're, and you're not. Obviously, I don't think. Uh, maybe you do. If, do you watch Lifetime on a regular basis? No. Okay. No. I just, I can't see. Now, I do remember a few years back, like, Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig did a Lifetime movie. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I heard about it, but I don't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it either, it. but I heard it was. I heard the bad thing about it was, was that it. Just was a lifetime movie, yeah. just with Will yeah. Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. So. I would have watched that. Yeah, I think I it's it's that. called like it's the Bad cool. Adoption or something. It's about <laughs> it's awesome. I think it's something like that. It's like a whole gag they just did yeah. just to do it. That's the, what they do at Lifetime. Yeah. It's like they take a they take a title and they just run with it. The Bad Twin. Hey, let's make a Bad Twin. There is no plot. <laughs> yeah, they don't develop the concept yeah, yeah. into a story. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's yeah, kind of like yeah, what yeah. sci-fi has been doing recently with all their crazy monster movies. Sharknado and you know, Lava Lantula, the tarantula made of lava. It's just... wait, 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 wait. What is that a thing? Is that that's real? A, that's a thing. They've actually made a few sequels to it. Is it a tarantula made of lava or is it lava made of tarantulas? What did I say? Is it? I'm just wondering. No, it's a tarantula made of lava. Like he's walking Jeez, around like nice. on fire. Yeah, it's, it seems terrifying. It it really is. You know what's more terrifying? The bad twin. No, no, no. <laughs> the the main actor in Lava Lantula, Steve Gutenberg. Come on, don't tell me you don't know who Steve Gutenberg is. Of course I do. Yeah. It's, well, there's a reason you probably don't know who he is. <laughs> anyway, that's your... <laughs> Lava Lantula. Lava Lantula starring Steve Gutenberg. And actually, it was a 
it was a crossover from Sharknado because Steve Gutenberg's character appeared in Sharknado, and so it's kind of it's a spinoff. Um, a spinoff of Sharknado. Could... Yeah, well, Sharknado is popular. I mean, this I just had the fifth one premiere, so global swarming. Oh, <laughs> I feel wow. like we can go another fifteen minutes just on this. We are, this we thread. are. We should probably wrap it up, though. You can well, check I... us out. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you guys did not enjoy these as much as I did. I had a fantabulous time watching all of them, but oh, um, I liked. I really liked this pit. These picks. Um, I, yeah, I'm not saying that. Excellent. I, I just thought they were kind of unusual for you because they were more kind of horror films and over the top. And this is kind of the stuff that I would usually pick for for right. our podcast. Yeah. I feel. Well, it, it's funny. I was I meant to address this and I never did and now we're kind of running long so I don't know if I should really go into it but um, a couple people pointed out like hey there's no movies before the year 1970 on here like who are you but um, and a very recent one yeah I know this this is kind of a, a different experience for me but yeah um, I don't know have you ever seen the movie The Dark Mirror with Olivia De Havilland uh, no I haven't no. I, I thought about making that my good because it, it it's it's enjoyable, but it's just so like what what I was saying earlier about how sisters breaks away from the mold of just like we're identical. What are we up to? You know that it, the dark mirror. I really like it, but it falls prey to that too. And I just thought sisters was like such a cool, interesting, different movie. So I do. I recommend dark, the dark mirror to anybody who. What? I was going to say the other thing about Sisters is that it's so hard to find information about it because of the recent Tina Fey movie. Like, Tina oh, Fey yeah, and Polar. True. It's like, <laughs> so that you could find that trailer really easily. Yeah. But we're not looking for that. We're looking for 1973 Sisters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I hope you guys out there will check out some of these and let us know, you know whether you agree, whether there's one we left off that you wish we talked about. What about um, that Betty Davis one? Yeah, there were like two Betty Davis films. We watched one of them. And you said there was another older one. A, a Stolen Life. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought that life. was going to be on this list. Well, I thought about it, but it's not really. And I love A Stolen Life. Um, I like it a lot more than The Dark Mirror, actually. But um, it's not really like an evil twin movie, though. She's it's she's just kind of a witchy hitch. Um <laughs> But and then she dies like halfway through, and the other twin like assumes her identity. So it's more about the assumption of the identity rather than her being evil and like ruining things. Gotcha. Um, so it just didn't really seem to quite fit. But I do love that movie. Cool. So ready to talk about next episode? Sure. Yeah. All right. So it's my pick for next time. Um, so since it's going to be for the month of October, um, close to Halloween, I decided to do a little bit more scary type. Uh, pick evil twins evil twins evil twins yes evil twins evil male <laughs> twins these were all evil female twins that's um, true i didn't even think of that um so my picks are you know twins uh 1988 danny devito no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> um no actually i uh my pick is going to be here we go you guys are ready? I say, I hear. You ready okay so my pick are movies inspired by real life serial killer ed gein interesting so um let's see uh psycho is uh, from 1960 the original one uh this is an order i'm trying to think of the year um second one is motel hell i believe it's from 1980 
Um, and then the third one is Texas Chainsaw 3D um, from, I think, 2014 or 2015. I'm not sure which one, but, yeah, the more recent one. So those are my picks. Psycho, Motel Hell, and Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw 3D. Not the original Texas okay. Chainsaw, just throwing that out there. Which, by the way, right. Toby Hooper recently passed away. He was the director of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the second one, also Poltergeist. So, uh, you know, I wanted to include a Texas Chainsaw movie on this list. Is the is that one the Jessica Biel one? Uh, no, the, uh, he didn't direct that one. He directed the one from the 70s. No, but the one you picked. No, 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 no. This is a more much more recent one okay. um, that's... Um, this one's actually kind of a direct sequel to the original one. It's kind of not. It's kind of ignoring all of the other sequels and the remakes. So nice. Um, I also wanted to give you guys some homework. Um, oh, geez. For the next one. Yay! Um, <sighs> Great. So by the time we do the next podcast, I want to know your top five horror movies of all time. So oh, okay, that's not that bad. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks killing, thanks killing, thanks killing, thanks killing, thanks killing. Thanks killing three, <laughs> thanks killing one. Um, yes, so that's mine. And also, um, I think we need to talk about the 31 Days of Horror. The list for this is going to be part five, and the list is live on the website now. Um, and we're going to start that on, um, I guess, a week from tomorrow. So we're going to start on Sunday, October 1st. Um, and basically, we pick it's a you know a different horror film each night all throughout October. We'll write some reviews for them. Um, and we try to, to just kind of have a widespread there. So we, we start from movies from the 1920s and work our way up to more modern movies. Um, and this year is actually kind of cool because we're doing um, uh, two movies from 2017. So we're doing two movies from this year. So we have Get Out on the list and It. Um, are there any movies that you guys particularly excited about for this year? Event Horizon. Event Horizon? I went back and rewatched it for this, and uh, I forgot just how insane and awesome that movie is on just and, and that's level. one that i have almost put um that's been on my list every single 31 days of horror and then i take it off at the last minute um the same thing for exorcist 3 so i was like i have to put them on there this year so also um turner classic movies um all throughout october they're going to be showing a lot of scary movies um a lot of the movies on our list are going to be on that um, nice. So if you have Turner Classic Movies and you want to follow along, that's a great way to do it so that you don't have to rent all these. Um, but yeah, I'm actually really, really excited about this list. It's a, it, Like I said, it's kind of different from a typical list because you know it's watching a lot of classic films. And I always try to mix in unknowns with classics too and more modern stuff. So I think this year has been a really good year for horror films, by the way. So it's, I think It is breaking all kinds of box office records and stuff. It's pretty neat. What is? It. Yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> Never gets old. Who's on first? <laughs> All right, so are we – anything else anybody wants to say? No, that's great. No, yeah, I think that's All it. Right. All right, so check us out on uh, iTunes and also on Twitter at Good Bad Podcast. We now also have a new Twitter handle, which is underscore It's Just Awesome. That's where we're going to be posting our reviews for 31 Days of Horror um, as well as our Facebook page too, so – guys go ahead and subscribe to that um and of i guess the website is it's just awesome.com that's right so i guess we'll be seeing you guys in about a month um and for those of you watching live right now we're going to be doing um a james bond episode part 10 nobody does it better that's kind of a weird <laughs> way to say it 
Um, but we're going to be doing that one. It's going to be about the spy who loved me, not the spy who shagged me. Um, and so, yeah, Mark and Kelly are going to be doing that one. So we'll be switching to that here in just a few minutes. So um, we're going to go ahead and switch to that, guys. So have a good one. Thanks. All right. Thanks.